Hello, and welcome to this podcast of Sunday Sermons from Concord United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll find this message to be meaningful, insightful, and a refreshing part of your daily walk with God. Please feel free to share this podcast with family, friends, or anyone else who might benefit from it. This podcast is part of the digital ministries of Concord United, and we are grateful that you have chosen to experience worship and God's Word with us. For more information about Concord United and its ministries, please visit our website at concordunited.org. Good morning. I'm so grateful that you all are here today in the midst and despite of the weather, and so grateful for those who are joining us online. There's a show, and I'll be honest, I don't know if it's still on. We used to watch it, um, I don't know, in the past couple of years. It's called The Best Thing I Ever Ate. Has anybody ever seen that? It's on Food Network, and I, they would go to these restaurants and focus on these meals, the, like barbecue. Where's the best barbecue you ever ate? And I always wanted to say the best food I ever ate was at my mom's family get-togethers, and they never said that, but that was what I believe for my experience. So we're going to do something kind of similar, except for it's not going to be on, t- well, it's online, I guess, but you're not going to share necessarily, but what I want you to do is I want you to think about the best present you ever got. Now, something comes to mind. It may be a Christmas present, or it could be a birthday gift or an anniversary gift, but the best present we ever got. It may be based on monetary value or maybe not. You know what this means is I get to tell you about the best present I ever got. And it isn't the most expensive present I ever got, and it wasn't a Christmas present, it was a birthday present. And I happen to have a December birthday, so the presents kinda meld together at times for those giving them and me receiving them. But my husband and son gave me a gift for my birthday, and it was wrapped up, and as I took the paper off of it, it was a recycled box, you know, one of those boxes that we had gotten some melts in, and they had wrapped it up, and I opened the box, and inside, that, inside the box, there were individually wrapped things, which stressed me out because I'm always afraid I'm gonna continue to look for excerpt presents and I'm done. And then it's kinda like, that's all you got. Um, But I, I didn't do that, so I began to take things out one wrapped up item at a time. And the first thing I opened up was a glass bottle of Cheerwine. Cheerwine is originated in Salisbury, North Carolina. It's a soda, cherry soda, and it is so good when it comes out of the glass bottle. It's my favorite soda. So I had Cheerwine, and then I opened up, and there were Mallow Cups. Oh, gosh, Mallow Cups. They're my favorite candy bar. I know, they're not one you necessarily think of. But it was, it's my favorite. So there were mallow cups. And I went on, and you're like, this is the best present you ever got. Just hold on. And then I opened up, and there was hot sauce. I love hot sauce. Not because I want to prove how hot something can get, but I love hot sauce. And last but not least, 
There were those comfy socks that you can get at Mast General Store, which happens to be my favorite um, store. Now you know my Christmas list that you can um, get busy on. And you're like, how could that be the best present you ever got? And it was because the present demonstrated how known I was. It wasn't random. It was carefully chosen, each item knowing me. And I needed in that season of life to be known. I needed to be reminded that I am known and that I am loved. It's the best best present I ever got. And our focus at Christmas can be on our presents, what we're giving and what we're getting, what we're afraid we're not gonna get, or maybe what we're afraid we are gonna get. Yet the truth is, Christmas is not about presents, rather presents. God's presence as our Savior who came to be with us through Jesus Christ. God coming to be with us. We see this in Matthew 1, beginning in verse 20. Well, this is, we are familiar oftentimes with the birth narratives in Matthew and Luke. And the one in Matthew tells us about how Mary um, tells Joseph she's going to have a baby. They're, they're supposed to be married, they're going to have a baby. And by the way, it's, I'm already pregnant, it's not yours. And he has to process through, is he going to divorce her? And we start with Matthew 1, verse 20. But after he considered this, Joseph considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, who is Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us, God's presence. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this time, for this place, for each person who is joining us in whatever method. Lord, we need to hear about your presence. We need to be reminded about your presence, of how you came to be with us through Jesus, and that remains true for us today. Speak through me, to me, and despite me. In your holy name, amen. We are focusing on Jesus And as he came to be with us, God came to be with us through Jesus. Two weeks ago, we focused on that Jesus is our king. He has authority in our lives. Last week, we focused on our need for being saved, and there are multiple reasons, and Jesus is our savior. Our focus today is not on presence, but presence. God's presence in our life. God's presence is from the beginning. We often think of the birth narratives as I referenced earlier of Matthew and Luke. Yet John talks about Jesus and him coming to be, God coming to be with us through Jesus. And it says this in John 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. 
he was with God in the beginning. Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created. Jesus, God, has been with us from the beginning. We believe that we don't have to get all cleaned up. We don't believe we have to complete a checklist for God to be with us. Sometimes we see our relationship with God the way we see most of our relationships or other things that we're involved in, that we have to complete a checklist for God to love us, to be present with us. God is with us in the beginning. First John 4 talks about how God loved us first. God doesn't sit somewhere and go, I can't wait to see what Brooke does and if I'm going to love her. He doesn't do that for any of us. He loves us from the beginning. He is present with us from the beginning. It is a gift. It is God coming to be with us through Jesus Christ from the beginning. In our Wesleyan tradition, we hear the concepts, the, our, our, how we see grace, and, and the first way we see grace is through what's called prevenient grace. And you're like, I don't even know how to spell that. What does that mean? It means that God is present with us, that he loves us from the beginning. A good friend of mine grew up Catholic, and she spent many years in believing, being atheist. And she would talk about that. In a recent conversation with her, she said one of the most profound things in the most simple way. She said, God loved me when I was literally denying his mere existence. God's love is with us. God's presence is with us from the very beginning. And it remains so today. God's presence is also a promise. Uh, let's be honest, or some of us, let's be honest. We make promises. Just last week, I promised Mike I would have him my devotional recording by Thursday. Mike, have you received that yet? You have not. You have not. I'm here to confess. I, I made a promise. Is it because I'm a bad person? Is it because I don't care that Mike has what he needs? No, but we make promises all the time. Politicians make, in fact, we wanna go, those politicians make promises and we don't necessarily take our own inventory of the promises we make. But yet promises don't necessarily mean much to us because we may think, eh, I don't know if they're gonna follow through with it. That's not the truth with God. God's promises are true, and he has promised for a really, really long time that he's going to be with us. He made those promises with Abraham and with Noah. I love the, Joshua chapter 1, where it talks about the handing off from Moses to Joshua. Joshua is the one that gets to take the Israelites across the Jordan. And God makes a promise in that. He says, no one will be able to stand against you all the, every, every day of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you 
nor forsake you. God's promise to Joshua, to the Israelites as they cross the Jordan River, is a promise to us as well. We read in uh, Matthew 1, where we talk about Emmanuel, God with us, we read it references the prophet Isaiah, that Isaiah speaks about this babe who will be born to the virgin, and he will be called Emmanuel. And in the context of that scripture in Isaiah, it wasn't necessarily talking specifically about Jesus, and yet it was talking about how God's promise of continuing to be with us would be true, including through Jesus coming to be with us. With us, not for others, not just for those folks a long time ago in the Bible, but for each and every one of us. Our God is with us, his presence in the beginning as a promise and in the midst. God's presence is in the midst. What about you? What are you going through? What are those things that keep you up at night? What are those things that you wonder why? What are those things that haunt you? What are those losses that we pretend like aren't really happening and we try to pretend like we're okay during the holidays? How are you? I'm good, Merry Christmas. And deep down, we're struggling. We feel alone, we feel disappointed, we feel fearful, we wonder. And God's presence is in the midst of that as well. What we see is that there is this 400 year gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament and God was silent. And they kept, they kept putting one foot in front of the other. They kept waiting for their Messiah. And he came. He came in the most unassuming way as a babe born in a manger. Our God, who loves us so much, he came to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us in the midst. God's presence, God's, God with us, is in the beginning, is a promise, and is in the midst of whatever it is that we've got going on in our lives today. He is with us, with us. Matthew does this pretty cool thing. He begins Matthew with talking about how God is with us. And the last verse of Matthew, Matthew 28, 20, says that he will always be with us. He gives what we know is the Great Commission where he says, go, make disciples, teach, baptize, and I am with you always. Always. That's a really long time. Always. God is with us always. When we feel him and when we don't. The good news is God's presence in our life isn't based on whether we feel him or not. He is always with us. And there's this other piece 
that we get in Matthew 28, that we see in the Gospels, is that we are to be with others. We are to be God's presence in each other's lives, in strangers' lives, in those that we know. It's not restricted to a building or a time or a place. We are to go and be God's presence with others. You've had it happen, haven't you? Where you're like, you get that card, you get that text, you get that call, you get that invitation, or you extend it. I don't know when the time is coming. I'm hoping eventually. Yet, with the cancer, our cancer journey still kind of fresh, so many of the times when I prepare for sermons, I think about how it ties into what we experienced through the cancer journey. I was diagnosed with cancer in April of 2020. I don't know if y'all know, we had this little thing going on during that time, this little pandemic. Everything was shut down. I was under intense treatment and I couldn't be around folks. And we had to make some significant decisions about how we in interacted with others. We stayed very isolated. It was hard. It was hard for all three of us. It was lonely. It was isolating. And yet, I cannot tell you the degree of how loved and how God's presence was in our life. We have a huge basket in our house that is still overflowing with cards. I felt like I was back in college for folks who are maybe a little younger. Going to the mailbox at college may not mean anything to you, but it did to me when I was in college. And I would go to the mailbox every day during that time and there would be cards. It was God's presence in my life reminding me that no matter how hard this was, no matter how alone I felt, I wasn't. My family wasn't. We had meals that were brought to our front porch and we would keep distance. It was God's presence in our lives. Do not underestimate what it means to share the presence of God to others in what may seem very un, unassuming ways. It's powerful. Yesterday, breakfast with Santa, that wasn't something we do. That's being God's presence. That's being God with us. The food pantry, that's God with us. The thrift store, that's God with us. How, you, how we interact with our loved ones, that's God with us. That God that comes, with, comes to be with us through Jesus Christ, our Emmanuel, our God with us from the beginning as a promise in the midst and always. That's the babe in the manger. There's a song that is on my playlist, my Christmas faves, that's what I call that playlist. It's called Emmanuel, God with us. I can't sing, I don't have a guitar, so I'm gonna read you some of the lyrics. It's an Amy Grant song. We dim the light, we strike the fire, stroke the fire. We breathe the evergreen, young ones wait, while the old ones make up tells of how it used to be. I know, we're some of those folks, right? how it used to be. China dolls, candy corn, painted wooden toys, treasures found, 
to the wondrous sound of caroling, the Savior born to us on Christmas morn, Emmanuel, God with us, the Son of Israel. And still he calls through the night, beyond the days of old, a voice of peace to the weary ones who struggle with the human soul. All of us, travelers, through a given time, who can know what tomorrow holds, but over the horizon, surely you and I will find Emmanuel, God with us. Though we may forget somehow that the child once born in Bethlehem is still among us now. Emmanuel, God with us. God's presence from the beginning as a promise in the midst and always. God with us, our Emmanuel. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United, and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.